Hey there music lovers, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce this week's part one and wow, it's a real mix and it's fantastic. Uh, we start off by interviewing uh, Franz from The Silver Beats. The Silver Beats are amazing. Their new album came out, uh, well, yesterday, if you're listening to this kind of pretty much in real time, uh, on Friday the 13th, which by the way is a great day. I was born on the Friday the 13th, uh, not so long ago, um, and, and it's brilliant. We got a sneak preview of it, which we're really, really grateful for. It is absolutely amazing. It's got so much in there. There's some jazzy bits and some soul bits and some kind of indie pop. I don't know. There's a whole mix of stuff in there, which is brilliant. I mean, a great fun. It was another interview where you, you know, you could literally we could talk to the guy for hours, but then we wouldn't have time to play loads of other music, which we did. And we went punky and we went heavy and we went a bit metal and a bit rock and roll. And it was pretty awesome, to be honest with you. So we got a really good part one. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, uh, there's a world exclusive Operation Neptune Spear in there, and there's at least two more world exclusives coming up uh, in part two as well. So we've got a real cracker this week. I hope you enjoy it, guys. Um, stay safe if you're in the UK. Obviously, we're back in lockdown again, so, ugh, well, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, stay away from people, uh, but try and enjoy yourselves nonetheless, and listen to loads of music. That's what I've been doing. Cheers, guys. Sean Connery is also here. Let's move on to Double Jeopardy, where the best goes... Not so fast, Trebek. I really thought that was going to work. Well, you were wrong, you Montebank. I pose a conundrum to you. A riddle, if you will. I don't want to hear it. What's the difference between you and a mallet with a cold? One's a sick duck. I can't remember how it ends, but your mother's a whore. Welcome to New Music Saturday with myself, Dr. Bones, a doc of rock and many other things, but not an uh, actual medical doctor. Of course, we have with me, as always, is my psychic partner in crime, the guitarist that we wish they were, Mike Five. What's happening, Mike? Good evening, brother. I'll tell you what, right? Um, if you heard me giggling at the beginning of this, it's just because I was talking about the fact that we're on camera and my hair looks like shit. Um, <laughs> but I am super, super excited uh, about tonight because we've got an amazing interview and I'm actually going to start that in a minute with a thank you. Um, we've got, I think, three exclusives, four exclusives. There's quite a few exclusives, which is really cool. 
Uh, I don't know how many, but it's, it's a cool show. And then it's just like, I don't know, I feel like I'm buzzing. Like, you know, and also our guest is in the future. Um, so he can tell us whether or not I've got a hangover in the morning. So I think it's going to be great. I think the whole thing is going to be amazing. So right on. Nice. So let's welcome our musical guest. Welcome, Franz from the Silver Beats. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And Mike, yeah, definitely a hangover in the morning. It's oh, like the shadow. Yeah. It's like the shadow of the uh, the beaver. Is it? Um, you know, in in the <laughs> America, Groundhog Day. Oh Shut yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely foresee a hangover in the morning. I'm, I'm trusting you because it's 9 a.m. your time, which means you're already there. <laughs> it's 10 p.m. my time, so you know whether or not I'm hungover. Ah, uh, I tell you, these whole three different time zones, it does your head in. Right. <laughs> Someone asked me what time the show was on earlier. I was like, oh, it really depends. <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever time we where are, are you in the world anyway. yeah <laughs> we, well, we should have some sort of international clock on our website Bentley. and that that's why mike uh leaves uh the time zone adjusting to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> otherwise all, all interviews would be on a monday <laughs> <laughs> but you know it just uh, i've been it for so many years i'm so used to all the different time zones uh not just uh, here across Canada, or across North America in general, but across the ocean as well. I've had to deal with a few different changes and trying to adjust it to make it work for both parties. And it can be a little a little frustrating sometimes, but it ends up working. And here we are. And first off, Franz, the new album, Hacienda Days, is out now. And by the way, it's awesome. I, I purchased a, a copy on Bandcamp. You were nice enough to give us a, a copy ahead of time to listen to. And man, what an album. And from the last one, there, there it seems like there's like an, a, a very cool change and I just love the, the we'll call it the demeanor of this album because it's much more it's it's got that tripped out feel to kind of about a 60s, 70s vibes, but then you get some horns and some keyboards and it's kind of got the, that pop twist to it. And it was just very uh, very into it from the first song. It's like man, like I just I this is an awesome album. And I was so excited to hear it and and very excited to talk to you because it's been it's been a number of years that uh, we've talked about an interview, but never set it up, and finally we are here doing this. Yeah, look, thanks. It's great to hear awesome feedback as, you know, that's what musicians want, right? Right. (laughs) They just want feedback sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to actually even get feedback and you're like, do they like it? Do they not like it? Um, So, no, thank you very much. Um, It's it's cool to always hear stuff about what we do. Um, It's it's been a ride. um, There's been a lot of personal stuff just prior to this album so not a lot of people know but um our harmonist and guitarist who was over all of the last album is only on two songs in this and that's because at the beginning of last year he got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and um, so he went uh 10 months of chemo and finally had 12 months free and but you know it's he's run down so we just kind of went with it and um he got on two of the songs and look we'd we would have loved to have him on everything but um we had to take a different direction and i think every single album we've taken a different direction it's part of the beauty of music you you can do whatever you want and i'm lucky enough to work with musicians that can almost play any style and being friends with certain people so that the horns come about um one is a good friend from Sydney who I, I used to work with and um, he came down. So some of these songs are actually like five, six years old. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. He did the, the horns, like the trombone, like, you know, probably five years ago. 
Um, and then I started sitting because I kind of try and work with a couple of albums in advance. So like we're working on the next album now, but already starting to think about what the album after is going to be okay, and, and how that, that direction. So I've sort of already started writing songs for that whilst the other songs are kind of sitting there in the background. So for me, these have been a long journey. And um, then I've got another friend who played the cello on the last album who plays for the Tasmanian Symphony Orchestra. So he's wow. put me in contact with the uh, trumpet player and that was right at the beginning of the lockdown in March that that happened. And so that was kind of strange because I had this person come over who I'd never met right as lockdown was about to happen. You could have sort of people <laughs> around, but it's sort of like, you know, my partner's freaking out going, what are we doing? We're getting someone in. <laughs> but it all worked well in the end, you know, after a couple of days of silence in the household. But no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we won't go there. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, one of the things I wanted to say was just a big thank you for this because um, – no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of like remove the curtain slightly, right, and spoil some of the magic for people. But not a lot of people know that Bonesy and I don't actually make any money out of doing this. Certainly not the millions of dollars that people might assume for the quality of programming we're putting out. Um, but because we don't make Actually, money, enough, Mike, I make no money either. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's completely bizarre, right? But not a lot of people know that. So we actually have jobs, and I, I was sat a few weeks ago. Uh, I have a desk job. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting and I like it, but it's still a desk job. And I have one of those days where, because I'm really poor at doing admin, I had a day where I had a whole, probably a month's worth of admin to kind of do in a day. And I was sitting there and I thought, right, I need music today. And I put a tweet out and you gave both of us this incredible gift, which was a sneak preview of this album. And it genuinely made my day. Like, I'm not exaggerating. I listened to that and I went, wow, this is amazing. And it felt really special because obviously you just kind of, you know, it hasn't been released and all the rest of it. So I wanted to say a massive thank you, uh, first of all, because we really appreciated that. Oh, no, that you're welcome. And it was quite fortuitous. I happened to be working from home that day. And, you know, as Twitter goes, you know, a tweet comes up and it just flows through and the next one and the next one. Right. I just happened yeah. to catch that tweet and went, oh, you know, I've been thinking about sending these guys this album anyway. Perfect timing. So, yeah, the, well, the universe working for us. <laughs> but yeah no I, I mean it was just you know it was amazing and then to actually hear you know aside from like it's lovely to have that gift but the tracks on this album are phenomenal like i've followed you guys for a while but the style on here the range like bonesy said you've got that you know mix of tripped out and poppy and kind of indie rock and that's it's just fantastic so if i was going to phrase that as a question rather than just telling you how great i think you are um, I, I, suppose, I suppose my question would be how did you come up with this album like what is there is it does it tell a story it feels like the whole um, thing tells a story and shares a mood at least but tell us about it yeah i i think again because it happens over so long a period of time for me um i i mean i think a couple of these songs would have been written before the band was actually the band um so, uh, you know, we're going back to, say, 2010. So the band formed in 2014. But some of this I, – I wrote some of this stuff when I, I bought a brand-new computer um, and got uh, Cubase installed and, at the time, Complete 7. And so I was just mucking around playing with Complete 7 because in the background I'd been doing all the work for the Stay Tuned album. And so this was just kind of some fun. So some songs came out of that. And when 
I was formulating for this to be an album like in the last year or so, uh, I, I went back and I was looking at some of these songs and I really didn't like some of the lyrics and things that were going on. So it, it, they changed a fair bit. Um, but that's probably why you get that diversity. It was just something different to change. And besides which I try as much as I can to write different things because I, I, I don't – I love certain bands that play you know, the same style. So, you know, the Kennedys, for example, right. you know, the, you, you hear the Kennedys, you, the albums are always going to sound like the Kennedys. They're not, you're not going to get a, a big load of difference. You know, there's a couple of bits here and there, but I always enjoy those artists that change, you know, like the Beatles, like Radiohead, right. that sort of thing that oh. throughout the career, even Pearl Jam, that sort of thing. They, they change, they grow as artists. You know so that's how I always wanted to be. Franz, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I was going to mention it just a little bit earlier, but it was kind of waiting for my moment here. But um, the, the, the progression of this album from, from the last one from Stay Tuned, um, you, you point out pretty much what I want to point out too, and I was more or less thinking that it's uh, kind of like uh, the Mars Volta and the Mr. Bungle effect, which mm, both each yeah. album is completely different than the last one and in such like, yeah. strange directions too. So it's, it's, it's refreshing to hear. Like I said, we're, we're with you that we like, we like a lot of bands have what we'll call consistent sound. You always know it's them, but when they can change up a little bit and when such a drastic change too, it, it, it's, it's a, literally a complete game changer, especially yeah. if, you, if you think uh, just mentioning Radiohead, you know, going from Pablo Honey to, uh, to okay. Computers like, Whoa! Yeah. You know, like, and then in, yeah, and then into um, what was today. the one after that? Today. Uh, did, yeah, yeah, today, yeah, yeah. And, and, and even and, you know, like, just, Yeah, yeah. You just and then rainbows and yeah, like they yeah. they just constantly change. And, and rainbows, that's yeah. yeah. So that's kind of you know what I was going. I mean, like, stay tuned. Were big classic songs. You know, five minutes, six minutes. Some of them. This one I wanted. I deliberately was like two, three minutes trying to get it in and out. And but thing is different, like within that time frame, right? Of getting as much in there as possible, but yeah, keeping it that short, sharp in and out, you know, sort of pop formula, radio kind of formula. Um, I think the you hit the nail on the head because the producer, when he got one melody, I think was one of the first songs he got sent to to produce. He, he just wrote straight back to me and he, he just couldn't get his head around. He's like, this, it's a different band. I'm like, yeah, isn't it great? And he was like, no, 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 no. Like this, I mean, he just, yeah, I think it just blew him away a little bit. And, um, you know, there was some stuff in that that got cut that I think he wasn't really happy with. And, you know, in the end, you know, I had to agree with him, but um, it's just, that's always happens. The producer goes, no, 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 it's not good. And then, um, you know, in the end, he's usually right. But if, if I really, you know, if I'm wedded to an idea, he's, he's usually pretty good about trying to keep it in there. Um, but I think for me, I had rubber soul in my head. Okay. Yeah. How like every single song on that album is kind of like, you know, maybe they're not all number one hits, but as an album, it, it just works, you know, so well. Right. It just flows, yeah. And that's kind of I was like thinking of that. I was thinking of ill communication, nice, and how these these whole albums they they just fit together. So I don't think there was many other songs that I wanted to throw on this. The next album kind of could be a part of this, but it would like it would take it out to that full hour long part. 
and and in some in my head I originally had the album called um, Sous le Pave la Page, which is a, a saying from um, f- some university students who were trying to do a bit of a you know sort of protest, and it's kind of underneath the the pavement is lies the beach, right, and. Right. It's kind of, you know, for me, it was like, yeah, like we forget, you know, that we're living in these towns and we forget nature's out there and we kind of just, you know, we're not there. Whereas the ideal place is sitting on the beach, you know, the sand and, you know, life. You know, even this morning I was out with the young one, Huxley Winter, who's on the um, both Stay Tuned and this one. And um, he's he's been hassling me. He's five years old. He's been hassling me for the last month or so to go fishing every night before sleep he's like when are we going fishing dad when are we going fishing <laughs> <laughs> so last week we went fishing on sunday morning and he loved it. i thought he'd spend 20 minutes and that'd be it but no we we're out there for two hours so we we actually caught up with one of his mates this morning so here i was 5 30 in the morning texting you guys up on uh, twitter and about to head out going fishing before i Pretty enthusiastic trainers at that time, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got woken up at five thirty, so oh. you know, we're we going fishing now, Dad. It's like let's have breakfast first. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put, put the sign up, gone fishing, and just like a primer song, gone fishing. <laughs> I tell you though, like you know, I, I mean, not that I've ever been a big fisherman or anything like that, but um, you know, you, when you've got a kid saying let's go fishing, there's no better excuse to be able to get out of the house. It's like, look, we're bonding, we're going. Where are you? <laughs> I tell you, if it was just me wanting to go fishing Sunday mornings, I might not be allowed. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the more time you can spend outside, you know, having fun with the kids, the better, I think. Like my, oh, my definitely. Son, my eight-year-old is so active, it's insane. I don't know where he gets it from because I'm kind of, you know, I was I was always a lazy stoner. When I was <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like, boom. He said the other day, he goes, Daddy, what's my favourite sport? I was like, I don't know, football. He went, no, running, obviously. I was like, oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's great, man. And you get, it's inspiring. Like, some of the best music in the world is written by people immersing themselves in nature. Um, and that yeah. was a question I also had for you, because you live in a country where your nature is insane. Like, man, <laughs> like, like everything kills you. What is that? Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> like these, these giant spiders or whatever. You know, we freak out about these little oh. spiders. But, but I, I was going to ask you, like, are you are you kind of, I mean, you've already mentioned the beach and going fishing, so you, you're sounding yep. very Australian, but are you, <laughs> do you, do you realise how, do you feel the inspiration? Because, like, I, the reason I say that, it's a weird question, but I went to Bali once and then, um, one of the waiters in this restaurant I was in was going, I really want to come to England one day. I was like, why the fuck you want to come to England when you live in paradise? I don't get it. But I was going to ask you that kind of, you know, the, the, that question about the, the world you live in and the environment yeah. you're in. Do you, do you find that as inspiring as perhaps someone like me that's never been probably? Oh, it look, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, that's where travel, I suppose, coming back to you, mate, there, you know, travel does broaden <laughs> your mind so you you kind of can appreciate that you are in paradise because you go somewhere else where it's not paradise and um i've been lucky enough to um travel to some pretty odd places in the world so my the first place i ever actually went to was pakistan oh wow! and uh, 
that was for, for a job I was doing in speech technology. So I was there for work. And, um, you know, that was an eye opener. I was there in 2005 when the earthquake hit in Islamabad and I felt it up in Peshawar. Oh, wow. And um, so it was Saturday morning and the, the, the desk, you know, started to shake with the monitor. And I thought, hang on, I'll put my hand on the monitor. And my arm starts wobbling and I was oh, like, wow. that's a bit weird. I thought someone had just bumped the table. And then, you know, it, it probably was like literally three to five seconds, but it felt like 20 seconds and somebody went earthquake. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you just kind of like your brain goes, oh, oh, I'm in Pakistan three stories up in an earthquake. I think we should get outside. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I remember that afternoon we went walking through the town and I saw this emancipated donkey. Um, and, yeah, and then I'm like, you know, my head's going like RSPCA, like, you know, for right. looking after animals here in Australia. And then I see the owners and they're even more emancipated. And I'm like, that's it, you know, like this donkey's right. working yeah. for them and they can't afford to feed, you know, like, and it just, it just makes you feel you know, privileged and lucky and, and right. also that you want to make changes in the world. And that's kind of what some of the songs are about. It's it. I wanted to have fun most of all with this album also, because I find myself when I write, I go to the melancholy. It's just, that's just, you know, where I go. And, and so like with this, I was trying to challenge myself to stay out of that, to be happy, to be upbeat Um. And, and and just to write some different material, but I also you know write things like um, we mattered and and feel that you know like I, I don't want to be preachy or anything, but you know you just kind of want to point out that there are problems in the world and that we yeah. need to do something and and you know like maybe just having some of that privilege that I've got to be able to even do it. Um, yeah, I make no money from it and probably writing songs like that, I'll never make money from it because who wants to put you on with it? <laughs> you know, maybe, hey, if Jello, if you're listening, maybe get me on Alternative Tentacles and I'll help you out. Um, you know, we'll change the world together. But, yeah, like so, yeah, I, I just kind of feel the weight of that sometimes. But at the same time, it's an industry and you're there to, to um, you know, people to have fun. So I wanted that to come across but I just never want to just write something for the sake of trying to be popular. Right. Well, that's a good way to put it. Or a good way to go, I should say. And you know what? Um, Lady Bones and I took a trip to England last September to visit Mike for the first time, you know, and let me tell you, that was a trip and a half. And we did so much in one week. Like it just, we pretty much did everything on, on the attorney that, that Mike had planned out. <laughs> and <clears throat> something else, cause we were talking about things. We talked about it a lot because that was our first trip across the ocean. Right. And uh, just being in England and being at Stonehenge alone, just so surreal. I just yeah. It, and yeah, yeah. It, was, it was so much fun. We had a great time, and we. Was that different... the first place you went? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally got off at Heathrow. My friend picked me up, and we drove straight to Stonehenge. And I'd like, you know, I had no sleep. You know, oh, and I woke up at you know, like got off the plane. It was like seven o'clock in the morning, straight to Stonehenge. Um, he was actually leaving England with his family sort of fairly shortly after that and we were going to move into a house together back in Sydney. But um, So went from there down to Bath. He went off to visit family. I just wandered around Bath all day and then finally ended up in an English pub having a beer in the evening. He picked me up and um, then he was living in Winchester. So I have no idea where these places are in the UK, but it was like, yeah, right. I think by the time we got back to his house it was dark because it was November. Oh, so wow. the, the light wasn't there. You know, so this time of year, the light wasn't really 
there in the evening. So I don't know what time we got back to his house, but he's like, do you want a cup of tea? And I was like, oh, yeah. And then he's like, uh, I'm like, nah, nah, actually, where's the bed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> three later, oh. I was gone. Man, not, not us. We arrived Saturday, and then uh, we went to – there's like there's a little fair in Uckfield where Mike lives. So uh, myself, Lee Bones, and, and, and his son and Mike, we all went to that. We did play some bumper cars, and it was funny because the adults were having so much more fun than the kids were. And, <laughs> and, and, then, and then we did NMS that night, and there was a parade uh, downtown Uckfield as well. So – but uh, we we had already had a few, probably a little bit overserved to do the show, but we did it anyways. So it was our first show, like right, right side by side. But the, I, I we did we did go to Stonehenge, but it was on a Wednesday. So the first I guess uh, place we went to was Arendelle Castle on the Sunday, and but it was beautiful. It was such a nice day, like sunny. You know, you go to the top of the keep and you can see across for like miles. And the one thing that um, we're all won't forget about that is. Although it made a louder sound than what I felt, we were going up and it says no, no, duck down because it's like lower ceilings, right? Of course, I thought I ducked down up, but no, I cracked myself right in the head and it, it, it like it made a big sound. And both Mike and Lee both around, like, are you all right? It's like, well, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, why? He goes, that made a loud sound. I was like, well, I'm, I'm good. Like, you know, I'm still with him. <laughs> it I'm not vibrated cut. through the castle. It wasn't just like a bit of a noise. <laughs> it was like everyone stopped and went, oh my God, has someone just died? Like, yeah. it, was, <laughs> it was the most horrendous crack. And that, that's, that's why uh, they, they call me Bevis, which is the the, 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 the fictional uh, um, big monster that took care of the castle. He's about over seven feet tall and his yeah. sword alone is like huge. Tall. It's like, well, he must be Bevis because he didn't feel that. It's like, honestly, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> and, and it wasn't because we had we had any beer before the winter. There's nothing. So it was nothing but caffeine. So like, it's just... <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Um. Another question I was going to ask you was, uh, like, when I listen to your music, I hear so much, like, there's a bit of jazz, there's loads of soul, I really, I mean, there's so much soul in, in, in the vocals and lyrics and everything, there's a bit of blues, there's a bit of kind of rock and roll and indie, and then there's some crazy tripped out stuff, but, um, you know, if you, if, you, if you met someone in a pub and they said, hey, what are you doing? And you said, I'm in a band, and they said, oh, what kind of stuff do you play? How on earth do you answer that question? <laughs> 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 Real freaking difficult, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, like it's it. Like I hate labels anyway because they don't really describe right, yeah. music. So you know, are oh, you indie or alternative? I was like, what does that actually mean? <laughs> I, I try and give I, I try and give bands more than anything as like descriptions of you know, like I oh, well, if you like, you know. Pink Floyd, or if you like, in this case, Ecstasy, or they might be Giants, or maybe um, uh, what's it, Dane? Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, my brain's gone blank. Um, uh, uh, and that happens. Um, uh, never mind. We'll, we'll get onto it. You'll get onto someone else. It'll pop into my head, no doubt. But you know, I I, I go on that path. I go, you know, this this album or this band, and and you kind of take influences. But you know. None of the songs ever sound the same. So when it's really hard when radio requests something, go, oh, what's your, your best song? Well, I had literally 11 songs on Stay Tuned and every single one of them was a favourite by somebody. Right. Yeah, they, right. they went, this is my favourite song. This is my favourite. And every single one of them. And one of them was eight minutes long and I was never <laughs> expecting someone to go, that's my favourite song because it was kind of a bit out there and it's like personal lyrics or, you know, like it was just a big long song and but somebody said i was like man i i don't hear that very often where people go yeah every single song you know it's like yeah you know, if you pick a song or 
okay computer maybe everybody might have a particular song on that but most album people go two or three songs and that's it and, and the rest are kind of just fillers around it in some ways and that's where i think the, the best bands and the best albums come from was where the whole album is just it's, it's amazing and i think that's the highest art form for musicians is to write albums not right, yeah. just individual right. songs yeah i mean we we both i mean we, we, we like all kinds of music and, right. and we do buy singles but we both prefer i think eps and albums in particular. um it's just it's the whole thing it's um i mean do you, do you guys know the belgian band soul wax do you remember soul wax? no no i don't no, know I that don't. one that's that's about you would both really love them but there's an album called much against everyone's advice which i think <laughs> was uh 2000 oh, today 2008 maybe maybe it's not that old but anyway it's a fantastic album but uh in fact no do you know what it's, it's way earlier than that it's like 98 probably um anyway i'll send you both a link it'll be on spotify or youtube or wherever right. but it, when I was listening to Halcyon Days, it reminded me of that, and that's the same thing. Like that album's got every single track is just an absolute winner. <laughs> like, and there's a few <laughs> albums you come across in your entire life, right? Where yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that happens. I'm um, in, and there's a whole rate. Like for me, Master of Puppets is one of those totally mm. different styles to anything we talked about. But just every <laughs> track's a winner. Like it's just so yep. raw and heavy and beautiful and you know perfectly done. And there's a few others, but uh, genuinely, you know. Here in House in Days reminded me of much against everyone's advice. Um, and it made me realize, oh, I don't have this on vinyl. And this is the sort of thing I should have on vinyl. So I then went and bought yeah. it. Um uh, only to put it in my vinyl collection and realize I did have it. So now I've got two copies. <laughs> because of you guys, I've got two copies of that fantastic record. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll send you some money, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. um, but I mean, genuinely, um it, it like uh, if you Without hearing it, it's like, is that a compliment? But I promise it's a compliment because I love that album. <laughs> you guys are running with that. So, yeah, I was just curious if you'd heard them. But um, it's interesting you mentioned Pink Floyd as well. There's definitely a bit of Pink Floyd on this in terms of influence that I could pick up. But there's also just everything, man. Like, I get the impression you probably listen to a lot of music, do you? I, yeah, look, I, I keep it broad. And, and the funny thing is that I always get stuck with, you know, so my mum, even to this day, the first thing she does in the morning is turn the radio on. And, it, and it's been like that throughout my whole life. So, you know, I'm even older. So I was born in 73. So, you know, I heard that music of the 60s and 70s growing up. It was kind of the big soundtrack to the life. Um, 80s came along and I wasn't really into music in the 80s. So I only just sort of heard the popular stuff that was along the sort of 90s was when I got into music. Right. Um, yeah, it, music's just always been there and – I, but I'm never one that gets into the names of things. You know, somebody can tell you the liner notes. Like I had a friend, he, he could tell you everything, you know, he was getting into Miles Davis and Captain Beefheart and all that. And he could, right. whatever the song was, he knew all the details, who recorded it, where it was recorded. And I, I just never get that. The, to me, it's always been about the music, the song. So, you know, people go, Leonard Skinner. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I know I've heard Leonard Skinner. I know the song, <laughs> but is that Georgia or is that, you know, like I just – it's never been that us like hearing some guy, you know, that one, or I'll start singing things. And so I'm on the radio and with the band now, because you get played in so many different places and you get sent. So you go off and listen to this stream. I've listened to your guys show. And so I hear all these different bands, this new stuff. I, oh, I really like that. That's interesting. This, but I, I never know the names of them. And, <laughs> and it's sort of, it's, it's, you know, probably to my detriment in some ways. I never actually bother to, to try and learn because it just doesn't stick in my head anyway. No, fair enough. <laughs> you know, uh, 
mean, well, like, we... you know, I've co-hosted a podcast for a number of years and I can never remember song names. I'm quite good at band names. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I think the thing is, it's just, it's not me. Like, I have predominantly written most of the material for the band, but um, the drummer's written a couple of tunes. Um, the bass player's got a tune coming up onto the next album. Um, but they all play their parts to that. So, like, I come up with an idea and, you go know, here it is and I'll do whatever then it gets taken by the drummer. He does his singing. The bass player does his singing. Jamie will add his guitar or harmonies. And then I'll also be like, well, you know, this song, I could hear a horn in it or I could hear a, a harp in it or, you know, and I'll try and find somebody that can play something, but I won't tell them what to play. I'm like, you guys know your instrument. That's why you're a harpist. Um, do what a harpist would do on here. And I find I get the best out of people, but then you give it to the producer and he's going to take it in his direction too. So, you know, I was like sort of adamant on this one. No, we don't want to go psychedelic. You know, we've done that. And what happens? It kind of psychedelic comes out again. <laughs> you know, um, so I'm, I'm trying to, the next album, like, right, how can I really get away from psychedelia? <laughs> Uh, maybe I'm just wedded to it. I should just, yeah. you know, embrace it. <laughs> well, um, just two things because we're going to get to um, um, Girlfriend is Second from the uh, album Halcyon yep. Days. And first one is talking about, okay, computer, all good songs. But technically, I'd say electioneering. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. So uh, that's that's yep. for that. But uh, yeah, uh, like Mike was saying is our, like we were saying is too, is like we don't necessarily like the pigeonhole either. But just a lot of times it's trying to find kind of a twist or a turn to kind of relate it to. And a lot of times it is bands that we relate it to. And, and the funny thing is, or the good thing is, I should say, is a lot of times that we're able to relate some of the new songs to any bands we've already played, which is even better. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I like it when it goes meta. And you go, you, you know, I'm now referencing somewhat something that unless someone's heard they want to show like this, they have no idea what I mean. Yeah. But I, right. I'm just going to reference it anyway. <laughs> and uh, the one thing I, I would, before I forget, is when you made the, the comment, uh, friends made the comment about kind of switch music and that sort of thing, is uh, and the producer listening to it, the first thing I thought of was Krusty on The Simpsons when they, they, they lost Itchy and Scratchy and they had that Russian cartoon. He's like, and he looks like, like, what the hell was that? <laughs> so, it's like, first thing that popped in my head, uh, I, I'm, I'm 41, they sold my cartoons, I'm not going to lie. So. <laughs> well, look, you know, every time you put an album out, you, you wonder how it's going to be received. And, you know, and because it was so different from the last time, the producer was like, look, I don't know if this is as good as Stay Tuned and I don't know if it's a step forward or if it, you know, and I guess, you know, that's the, the beauty of music too is you just put out whatever comes up and, and see how it gets taken. And obviously you guys are, you know, are listening closely and, and loving it and that's, you know, what you want to hear as an artist. Oh, man, I've been listening to it like nonstop in my car on, on Bandcamp. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just, but uh, yeah, I mean, well, I guess Bandcamp from the other day because it came out on the thirteenth. So for the file you sent, so I was listening to Google Drive first yep. off, and then I went to Bandcamp. Yep, yep. But, but you know what I mean. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, without further ado, we're gonna get to uh, uh, awesome tune that's one of the singles off the new album Halcyon and Days. The song's called Girlfriend. Dig this. Have you ever wondered 
something that felt good was right. Or something that felt wrong was good. Or bad. Or indifferent. Even just the once. The Silver Beats and Girlfriend from their new album, Halcyon Days. And uh, you guys heard me talking about the horns earlier, and that's where I was talking about one of the main songs. And it's such a cool song. It just, it's it's got the trip out vibe to it, but it's got like, I'm trying to trying to think of the best way to phrase it because it's got a kind of like a, a jumpy kind of bounty sort of sort of feel to it, but still has that, that kind of um, um, primitive, uh, like kind of just kind of just, kind of fade out and kind of dripped out as far as the guitar work goes and that sort of thing. But it's got that kind of just about the three, four timing and just, it's like, like, you know, it's like, man, it's, it's, it's very, very well produced. I could really, really enjoy this song.
Yeah, now, Ernie O, our producer, and I've worked with him for the last 20-odd years. He's got a great set of ears. Um, and it kind of – the album actually got delayed a little bit because he got this um, desk coming out of um, one of the radio stations in Sydney, like an old AM station. And um, okay. it's, he, he, it's no, you know, the Nev desk that um, he was made famous at the um, – Golden Sound Studios that Dave Grohl now has. Right. He said it's right. it's a Canadian version of that or something. This desk and so oh, wow. the album got pushed back about a month or so because he had to rewire it all in, and then he wanted to play around to work out what the sounds of it, you know, we're going to do to the album because that's how it got mastered through that. So and a bit of mixing in the end as well. So, but yeah, he's got a great set of ears. And it's it's a excuse me, it's a fantastic album. Um, like I said before, and I, I love um, it's really interesting. Like you hear that song, was this? Obviously, we were chatting while that song was on, so it's kind of in the background this time. Whereas I've been listening to it intensely for you know the last couple of weeks. Uh, even my son the other day was like, "Can we put that one on again?" He really likes this song in particular. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, but it's interesting you hear it and you just pick up on different things. There's loads of layers and loads of different flavors, and it is kind of great production. Like, yeah, you can't argue with that. Like, it's so. It sounds like your producer is like a real kind of engineer type, right? But he's in there like yeah. soldering different things together and changing yeah. out, you know, transistors. I, and I, yeah, and and he's 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 actually playing on it too, which you know, okay, again, really I've nice. worked with him. I've worked with him for twenty years. Yeah, he, you know, he grew up playing classical piano and and also bass, uh, and you know, he has a you know, um, encyclopedic knowledge of music as well. You know, um, so he's able to bring that element of music to it, but also that engineering base and go right. This is the direction I'm taking, and and, and you know follow me along because a lot of the times what i'll do and especially with stay tuned was like i'll go uh, i wanted to try and get a california vibe from mike Patton mixed with nice. you know say right. a rolling stones particular song or i think i even one time went something like that and said but i wanted um the long and winding road like okay, that was nice. kind of the, the, the vibe i was kind of going for i don't want it to sound like that but engineering wise and stuff that's what i'll kind of give him whether or not he pays any attention to me is a different story. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. Yeah, it comes out. He's like, yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <all right>. um, <laughs> so yeah, the, you know, the songs are a journey, but yeah, one melody is, is that's the song that, you know, I see those memes on Facebook and so forth, where you've got a keyboard that's like, you know, five keys, you know, and it's got the two black and, you know, the three whites, and that's what all modern pop songs are made out of. Oh, and so yeah. it's, it's, it's it's not a shot at that or that's how the industry's gone because, you know, so that does create some good music sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. I find that, you know, when everything's just kind of following that formula, you get the same kind of beat, the same kind of melody, you know, just one little melody, one little bit of line and a beat, and that's a song. It's kind of, for me, it gets a bit boring. And and I think, you know, you can really push the boundaries a lot more. And what I'm inspired by is somebody like the Beatles who were the top of the top and yet they were the most experimental band of almost the time, you know, argumentably, because, you know, people will go off on that. Um, but they were able to marry those two together and and so that that song to me was about like right let's get and that's what i that was the one song where i got this guitarist in from tasmania who's you know an amazing he plays in um 
some metal bands called Psychoptic and also on another mate's band called Ruins. I think he also does the engineering for those guys. And, um, yeah, his, his playing's incredible. But I really needed someone to shred to come up with that that classic guitar line and i said look i'm looking for that kind of line that you hear in uh michael jackson that um steve Vai played <laughs> yeah like that i don't want that song but i want that kind of level of playing where it's just like you know it's a lead break that just you, you know no holds barred just let loose do all the stuff that i would not normally want in a song yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I've never grown up with the, that wank. I sort of missed that period in the '80s where all of that was going on. Did, right. It didn't really grab <laughs> me. Um, I appreciate, and I even appreciate it more now. Being a musician, the level of you know um, playing oh, it takes to get to that. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, because Huxley is on that song, right? And so he was, you know, he's the one saying, "I'm a rock star" at the beginning of it. And um, so then I played in the car for the first time. He's hearing the whole album together and he gets to that song and he's like, did I play that guitar? Because <laughs> <laughs> he knew he was on the phone. I was like, uh, no, mate, no. So, <laughs> yeah, because you know, th- th- those guys make it sound and make it look so easy. I'm like, yeah, I could do that with my fingers. And then you get there and you're like, uh, yeah, maybe not. Well, friends, I hate to say it, but man, we're out of time. But thank you so, so much for joining us. We had a blast. And man, we'd love to have you back on the show again really soon. Oh, next week I'm free. No. (laughs) 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 It's been fun from this end too. So yeah, Um, hopefully when the next album comes out, as soon as possible, um, we've got to get past this one, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) In the future. Um, But no, thank you guys for everything. And um, yeah, I really appreciate the support and and your um, the love of the album. To hear it is you know warming the cockles of my heart. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's genuine. Like you know, we only play. We're very privileged in that we're we we are able to only play the songs that we really like on the show. Uh, I was honestly thrilled when you sent me that album. I was thrilled before I listened to it because like, oh, that's such a cool thing to do. And then I heard it, and I remember going downstairs and bringing my wife upstairs and going, "Have a listen to this. It's really good." She's like, "I'm busy. We've got a four month baby now." She's like, "I am busy." I'm like, "Have a listen to this. Like, I'm busy. I'm fucking admin, but trust me." She's like, oh, yeah, "It's pretty cool. Can I go now?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, of course." But just listen. But, but it, is, it has that reaction. I think it's you know. For, Obviously, we've played that song. We'll definitely, I'm sure, um, play the other tunes, um, you know, over the next coming weeks and give people a chance to kind of get um, get a bit more of a flavour of the album. But honestly, if you're listening to this and you, and you like uh, Girlfriend and you've enjoyed this interview, you should definitely go and pick up um, the whole album because it is genuinely brilliant. And I know we say that about everything, but that's why you listen to the show, right? So, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> go, go do that because I really loved it. Um, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us. Um, whatever time in the morning it is, with a cup of tea and for predicting my hangover. Go hard, Mike. And um, no, thanks, Mike. Thanks, <laughs> for and, um, you know, it's been fantastic and I'd love to be on it again at oh, some point in the future. hundred oh, percent. We'll have you back on. Uh, one, one last question. Um, do you still yep. have t-shirts available? Uh, yes, yes. So they're actually up online still. I'll, I'll send you a link, but yeah, no, they're at, they're, they're still available. Okay. And I think um, they're just purchased directly. So through um, Amazon or something like that. So okay, cool. As, 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 as whatever you order, you know, that's okay. Because you know, I, 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 I would like a t-shirt, so I will get on that right away. <laughs> well, awesome. 
Yeah, no, I don't even have one. I got one for the producer. I don't even have one for myself. <laughs> well, either way, <laughs> friends. I do, have, I do have the design. Uh, either way, friends, thank you so much. We had a blast. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a great time. It's an awesome album. Thank you very much. No, thank you, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Have a great morning. Right. <laughs> Bye, you. friends. See you later. So we're going to call Mike right back here, but that was a lot of fun. So let's get Mike back in the line here. So here we go. And there we go. What's happening? Yeah, I'm back. Man, that was, that, I mean, I know I say it every time we interview someone, but could have talked for days, couldn't oh, we? Oh, man. No, yeah. We've been very, very fortunate. That was a lot of fun. A big, so big thing to France from Silver Beats for joining us, talking about the new album, Halcyon Days. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like we played the we played the girlfriend tonight, and uh, we'll we'll talk to make sure. But I'm assuming we can play some of their tracks off the album next, in the upcoming weeks, like Mike said. But we'll just double check to make sure that's cool. But uh, yeah, so man, what a great interview! What a great way to start off the show, right? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, it's just fascinating talking to people about. You know, we, we, I, we, I know we've done a lot of interviews recently because obviously, the, you know, lockdown and various things going on, it's been a bit easier today. But it's so much fun hearing hearing what's going on in people's minds when they create this amazing stuff i just love it man oh yeah well um we are gonna get to a brand new world premiere a big thank you to operation Neptune spear he said last minute but you know what he had mentioned the other day he's like you know what i got space saved for you anyway so i was (laughs) was expecting to happen then he's like okay well i'm not doing okay we'll still i'll still get space available for him anyways and lo and behold, the long it comes, like, oh, awesome. So we're going to play that in just one moment. Uh, we got another uh, um, Summary Jeopardy. So you know, Will Ferrell and Daryl Hammond doing Alex Trebek and Sean Connery. <laughs> so just a quick one here. It's about 20 seconds long. So let's uh, do this first, then we'll get to our new song. Welcome back to Celebrity Jeopardy. We've got quite a contest going on here. Let's take a look at the scores. Sean Connery is in second place with negative $6,500. Only, Only on accountability. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So brand new world premiere, a big, huge shout, a big thing to Operation Neptune Spears. So here's a brand new one, and we're going to stop pretty effing heavy. So here we go with Operation Neptune Spear and Reciprocal Hatred. Dig this.
Right on. World premiere of brand new Operation Neptune Spirit called Reciprocal Hatred, which he did state that uh, it was a big uh, pain in the ass at least to get the song mixed because at first he's like, you know what? I'm not happy with it. I can remix it. Sure, no problem. We're good. You know, I was like, fair enough. You know, that's, that's what happens. He's like, no, if you guys want it, we can fix this. Well, well whatever you like, man. It's, it's up to you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as, as someone wants to say, well, because, uh, you know, like, I'm the lawyer and you're the law talking guy. <laughs> but awesome tune, man. Super heavy. And I mentioned to Mike right away. He's like, holy crap, man. Like, P-Cells, who's buying, like, Magda? That's amazing. And just, and, and just actually a couple of days ago, on the way home from work at 4 in the morning, uh, speaking of Mega, that had Mega that blasting, but I had Rust in Peace. You know, I just, the first uh, 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 song on the album, Holy Wars slash Judgment Doom, and just the best way to start, like, dun, 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 dun. like, just like so happy. It's like, oh man, and of course, you know, you know mocking the soloing, like, as, as if I can even come close to Marty Freeman soloing, but, you know, like, but great, awesome tune, man. Love Operation Neptune Spear. The fact that he, he fished up uh, and was able to give it to us for a world premiere was awesome. So thank you so much. And what a great, heavy, heavy tune and very hard hitting lyrics. Like, oh my God, this time is like uh, uh, a little bit more kind of. Uh, not that's not normally, but this was a, a thing a little bit more straight to the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Man. I like that. Um, I like that line. Everybody's got their ace up their sleeve. Cause uh, I mean, I don't know. It's funny that <clears throat> you, you get into these conversations and everyone's, you know, everyone's got it prepared. Haven't they? Like, well, here's some evidence here. And here's this. You're just like, everyone's talking bullshit all the time. I think, I don't know if that's what the song's about, but it's kind of interesting and kind of, uh, that was my take. But um, man, I have to say, first of all, I think it's a real privilege and I genuinely mean this. Like someone finishes up a song and the first person they think of to send it to is first people is, is you and I, that's, I that's amazing. Right. That's, I mean, that came through like two hours ago, three hours ago now. Roughly. Um, yeah. <laughs> incredible. Absolutely incredible. So we really appreciate that. Uh, secondly, the harmonies on the solo is just like all the space in the solo and there's little harmonies in it, it just sounded fantastic a nice bit of delay and everything tone was brilliant thirdly i've noticed this right on the last like two maybe three operation neptune spear releases i feel like the songs are actually heavier oh 100 yeah but they feel kind of they he got to a point where they're really heavy but also they're kind of brutal they're like you know piercing and like really you know and that was that's a good thing i made it sound like a bad thing that was a good thing <laughs> very kind of there and, you know over really crunch and cooked really made you stand up but he's gone now where it's like i'm gonna make this heavier but i'm gonna do it where there's the kind of the guitar tones richer and it's warmer so it's kind of it's fatter and that's what makes it heavier and it sounded nice free it sounded really really good it's just a lush tone um absolutely adore listening to that to be honest with you. um and then yeah it's i mean it's still fucking brutal but just in a different way <laughs> Um, excuse my language, but yeah, absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing tune. I really enjoyed that, and honestly, what a real privilege to get that. Well, absolutely. Yeah, away. And you know, obviously, he sends the art, the artwork because he likes to do artwork for all his singles, yeah. right? So he's the artwork first, and you know, I think this uh, uh, Sean Connery uh, "Sorry Jeopardy" uh, is very fitting uh, before we get to our next song, but fitting, <laughs> but, but but fitting fitting for Operation Neptune Spirits because of uh, he has artwork for every every song he does. So we're going to listen to Sean Connery yet another time. And uh, this is pretty funny, but just like I said, this is kind of chalked up to uh, Operation Neptune Spirit is how he has art for every single single. So here we go with Sean Connery on uh, it's a Celebrity Jeopardy, but not the real Sean Connery, but dig this. <laughs> well, the game is a foot. 
I'll take anal bum cover for seven thousand. So there, there you go. But next up, man, this is awesome because this is a band we saw in uh, in England a year ago in Brighton at the Pipeline. This is a band called Idle Bones. This is a brand new song called Dead Dancing Girl. Dig this. She decides to stay awake before it's over. A sorrow as she sings would be a last breath Believing everything that's in the beauty magazines Tomorrow's gone Twisted and thrilled It could mix with a few still tips to say Only wish for better Sings would be a last breath. The terror that she sees while she's just standing at the screen. The moment's gone. Conflicted and scared. We could mix with the pill still. Carries on, dancing, dancing, girl. 
right on. Brand new Idle Bones with Dead Dancing Girl. And I said to Mike off the hop uh, when we were off here, uh, definitely has the uh, no effects feel to it. But the more I listened to it as well, it's not just that. had a nice kind of kind of mix of uh, Joel Strummer and The Clash as well. But it's a great tune. Like, I love the tune. Like I said, we got a chance to see them live last September at the Pipeline in Brighton. That was a great effing show, man. We had an awesome time. Like, it was so much fun. <laughs> got a chance to, even though we have not interviewed them, we did get a chance to meet Brett and Steve Johnson. And actually, Steve was actually in Toronto, which is about an hour bit away from me. Uh, not even, like, two weeks after that, uh, <laughs> that uh, Em and I left England. <laughs> <laughs> Random. <laughs> yeah, right, eh? Yeah, man. It, man, this band are amazing. I mean, that was, an, that was such a good gig. I enjoyed that. It was like oh, yeah, one oh, yeah. of the best birthdays I can remember. So right, yeah. Really <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was great. This is a great song. Do you know what? It's it's funny because Idle Bones kind of build themselves as sort of a horror punk band. So, you know, Halloween is kind of their thing. There's always a Halloween show. Uh, there's always a big thing around it. And obviously this year, you know, no chance, none of that happened. <laughs> We're in lockdown, <laughs> nothing's happening, kind of thing. But they released this song anyway. It's brilliant. It's got a real feel good punk vibe. It's got a great video with some terrific makeup. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Like, well, I shot the video uh, link last week because they sent it to us, right? So I made sure to show that yeah. right away. So, but yeah, it's an awesome video. They did a great job with it. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. Well, no, I was just going to say exactly that. They did a great job. Uh, it's it's done in a really cool way because, you know, so, some of the people in it have got this fantastic. Um, I mean, one in particular is it's got scary as shit like makeup. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I was going to say the makeup was really good. <laughs> yeah, proper cool. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's done really well as well because it's obviously done, you know, it's filmed in different locations of different people because of social distancing and all that. It just looks really, really good. So, um, yeah, these guys are fantastic. We had great fun last year. And we oh, always yeah. enjoy their stuff and we enjoy playing their stuff. Uh, it's a real shame they can't do their annual Halloween spectacular. Right. Uh, but we'll... we'll um, you know, there's a vaccine now, it'll be fine. So <laughs> we'll be back there next year uh, seeing them. But what a great team, man. What a brilliant team. What a great band. Well, uh, you know, it, it was uh, uh, one of the fun things about the show, too, is like, I mean, I was, I obviously, um, uh, I talked to Brad and told him about NMS. Like, you know, said, it's like, well, Mike's around here somewhere. So, like, <laughs> like you know, so I, I told him about you, told him about the show, and then, uh, um, got <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, see, remember too that we, well, that I bought a t-shirt. I mean, um, I bought a t-shirt and I bought the CD. So yeah, I, yeah. I emailed them and said, "Well, I know uh, what songs did any are we allowed to play?" And uh, he goes, "Oh, well, you can you can play this one." And uh, he goes, "I'm sorry, you get the shirt you want." I was like, uh, "Bread, I did, I did, man. I just I, you had a large sum of medium, so it was fine." <laughs> so he's like, "Oh yeah, Rick, I'm sorry." He goes, "He goes, it was a business." I was like, no, that's cool, man. Like. And I think I got one of the last like large and and C packages from like, the desk. I was like super excited about that. I was like fucking right, you know. Yeah, man, so, that's great. I got, I, got I, it. I put them on a couple of months later. I put them on off the record. Um, as a result of that show, I was like, oh, actually, we've got a space. Come and come and do the festival. Man, they were so good. It was so much fun. We had the one with Goals, who've also played on the show, and loads of other bands. But they're just like, man, they support music. And they play amazing music. Oh and yeah, great and and the pictures we got with them afterwards. I mean, you got a couple of pictures of Brett and Steve and the whole band. So yeah, it was cool. They're just really nice guys. Mm -hmm. Super nice guys. <laughs> so uh, let's get to our next song. And uh, what happened was is uh, they were kind enough. Uh, the band, one of our favorite bands, called "Get the Fuck Out of Dodge." Right. <laughs> so. Um, they sent us an email with a new EP and you now was cleaning out some of our, our emails 
and Hitchley backs the goal. Crap, that's not good. So, well, no, forget it. I'm gonna go buy it. So here we go. So it's like, well, there we go. <laughs> boom, boom, like buy it, and like so we now have the the, the EP once again, and it's a great EP. So it's definitely worth the purchase. And plus, we like we support local music anyway. So since the album, that's awesome. But just know that when it comes down, once available, we will buy it. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, because 100%. because because now I have I know I have two copies of the uh, Sorbet's Halcyon Days, and I have oh, three copies of Otherwise oh, Lucia too. Because I bought I bought the digital version on, on Bandcamp. He sent us the the Dropbox. Plus, I got a signed CD coming. So yeah, there you nice. have it. Right. <laughs> so all good. But um, you know what? We might if we can if anything works out. Maybe we will fit uh, uh, um, like fit another interview next week for the twenty first. So. I'm sure you guys will be listening. I'll be listening after, so get the fuck out of Dodge. If you guys want to try to go on for an interview next Saturday, we should fit that in. But just before we get to our song called Flag, um, here's another clip of of, uh, Mr. Connery uh, complaining about Mr. Trebek. (laughs) Of course it is. Now listen to me, you back off, Trebek. You wouldn't have known that if you didn't have that card in front of you. <laughs> this guy reads from a card. <laughs> Whatever. Let's move on to current U.S. presidents. He reads from a card, right? right? So, <laughs> so there you have it. So next up, this is Ben. Is awesome. So yeah, we should email him. If you guys are listening, uh, please get in touch. And we'll try to set you up for an interview uh, next Saturday, the 21st. So here is Get the Fuck Out of Dodge and a song called Flag. Dig this. Get the fuck out of Dodge. They are short, sweet, and straight to the point with that one. That was Flag, and what a heavy start. I love that distortion heavy, like, bass, man. That was amazing. But these guys are cool, and they, they, they pretty much, they don't hold back. They're, they're like uh, those fucking snowflakes. <laughs> the same same sort of idea with, with their lyrics and, you know, and, but, man, I just love it. What a, what a good way to go next, right? Mike? Are you on mute, Mike? Hello, Mike. Uh, yes, I was. There, he was on mute. <laughs> How's oh, about that? It. It's a bit early in the show to be doing that, isn't it? It's still be later on when I say. Oh, please. On mute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I absolutely love uh, this tune. I love. I mean, I love this band. I think they're brilliant. 
I didn't realise, by the way, there was a limited edition, and I mean very limited edition, like there were 10 of them, double seven-inch vinyls of this uh, this album, which I really? gutted that I missed out on. Oh, um, damn it. Sorry. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> what, I also didn't realise, just as I was reading that, uh, it was recorded and mixed. There's 11 tracks on this, and some of them are like a minute long, like this one. In fact, most of them are. Uh, but it was recorded and mixed in six hours. Which is amazing. Like, yeah, I mean, wow, it's no taken kidding. me five years to record the follow-up EP or an album. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I haven't finished it. Um, so, yeah, that's very, very impressive uh, to say the least. But I just love that. I, lo- I mean, the thing I love about this tune, if I'm perfectly honest with you, the main thing I love is where it just goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> Genius. <laughs> but, yeah, proper cool band. Uh, definitely love to interview them. If they're why did I have a ball, Bart? Why did I have the ball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's coming up, Millhouse. You know, <laughs> you know and, and just just a, another quick little sidetrack with doing how many of them. Um, the other day I was watching the one where Burns finds out he's got his son and it's and it's Rodney Dangerfield. And then, yeah. so he invites, uh, Rodney Dangerfield invites Homer once he's in with Burns, invites Homer over dinner. And he's like, do you have, uh, does your son have any friends? And he's like, oh yeah, there's this little weird name, Millhouse. You ever heard of him? And he goes up. That's it. Good night. <laughs> and then Bird takes off. He's complaining about Homer's complaining about Millhouse, right? Genius. So, man, uh, yeah. So that's great. And actually, next up, uh, like I said, we got a little bit of punk here in the first half. And next up is a band, uh, um, uh, awesomely enough, from Australia. So the band's called <clears throat> Under the Influence. The song's called Body Parts. Dig this. <laughs> Under the influence with body parts. Now that was like 
like almost like metal punk. <laughs> like, but <laughs> it was pretty effing cool, man. Like I loved, I'd love just to just uh, the boy, like right in your face, like right away. That was amazing. Like I really enjoyed that one. Just like, and like I said, a little bit, a little bit of punk here in the first half and a little bit of uh, some good metal as well. But yeah, that was definitely cool. Progressive, like just punk metal song. Like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, that was great, wasn't it? It's was proper heavy punk. I mean, some of the guitars almost sound a bit like um, uh, Soulfly, didn't it, Max? Cavalier? Oh, good point, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it had that or... kind of vibe. But it was punky. It was cool. I mean, it's, it's another great example of why we need more punk on this show all the uh... time. If you're in a punk band and you haven't sent us your songs, what you did, just send us your songs. Like, we'll, we'll play them. Well, <laughs> you know what? Even though they, they're more punk sounding, I, w- I would say they, they probably had a little bit of Seven Dust in there as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I completely agree with that. But, yeah, it's just, you know, I love this kind of, you know, in-your-face, to-the-point, fast-paced riffage. You know, he's angry, and he's telling you he's angry about stuff. You're like, okay, I'm angry as well now. I don't, <laughs> didn't necessarily quite catch what it was you're angry about, but I feel you, brother. <laughs> just yeah, I just love it. I absolutely well, love it. you know what? Um, just just a quick take off here before we throw our next song, and just like you know, it's like well, he's pissed about something, right? And <laughs> what, well, what, what I think of is, I mean, although this is South Park, uh, the two things: one is how they do the takeoff on Russell Crowe and later on seasons with the Russell Crowe show, where he literally goes around the world beating people up. But yeah. when but the, they they made an an R I P Steve Irwin, but they made fun of Steve Irwin like years ago, way before he passed away. And, you know, it's happening as, as a crocodile hunter, and thinking just he's like, it's like all right, I'm gonna sneak up behind him, jam my thumb up his, you know what? And, 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 and I was butthole. Oh, that that pissed him off, all right. That was really pissed. It's like it's like, oh my god, you're just sitting on your jaw dropping. You're laughing, but you just can't believe they're, 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 it's the funniest thing. Man. But yeah, that pissed he's, him off, all right. Really, it's like, he's so good. Yeah. He's really pissed yeah. off now. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now he's really pissed. <laughs> He's like, oh my god! Like, and then, and then Russell Crowe just, just, just such a, such an aggressive, violent person, you know. <laughs> but either way, I mean, that that's that's just like a, a stereotype to those people specifically. Well, not Steve Burns. Steve Burns, nothing like that, obviously, as we know. But that was South Park's make fun of take off on. But uh, still, funny as hell. So next up, um, this band called Hot Laundry. And I'm pretty sure if I saw it correctly, they're from Florida, which makes it even better. So the song's called Shake. Dig this.
Right on. Hot laundry with shake. Uh, man, that had like such a classic, classic blues rock riff and, and gradual progression. Like her vocals were awesome, man. It was, it was like, you know, it just had that, that kind of perfect, almost like seventies kind of mixing with nineties mix of like the, the, the female punk era. And like, wow, does she ever sound good? And what a great little tight uh, band they are. I really, really enjoy that one. Just, upbeat like you know just like get out of your chair and yeah and literally shake <laughs> <laughs> man i was shaking to that i mean that is such a great feel-good tune like you say it's got that kind of rock and roll almost rockabilly type uh climb in it which is well, fantastic i thought the uh, vocals were great go on sorry you know in, in their bio they put southern fried rock and roll i'm pretty sure what it was <laughs> Southern Fried Rock and Roll. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like that. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, that's, I can't say it better than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, I think they, I think I remember reading this. I, I think they're from San Francisco rather than Florida. Okay. No, no, I wasn't sure. I just, I just had, I, I thought, but I just wanted to double check. But yeah, no, perfect. I, I might, I might be wrong, but the reason I say that is because anytime we get an email where a band says they're from San Francisco, it reminds me for some reason of a film I've never seen the end of, uh, which is a film called Bullet. Uh, which has a guy called Steve McQueen in it. Oh, yeah, and, Steve um, McQueen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically, my, my father-in-law went on about Bullet every time we saw him for about six months, I would say, uh, about four or five years ago. He suddenly saw this film, and every time we saw him, which is, you know, maybe once or twice a month, he would spend like an hour talking about Bullet. He's, I mean, he's that kind of guy. Uh, he's, he gets obsessed with things. But anyway, we, we, we finally went, okay, fine. And I think he lent us the DVD of this film. Uh, and we sat down to watch it and both fell asleep and never saw the end of it. But it was set in San Francisco and all I remember is a car shooting over one of those massive hills no, and crashing. No, you're absolutely car. right. Uh, I'm looking at bio right now. They're, yeah, they're the, they're, they are from San Fran. Woohoo, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyway, it's, it's got nothing to do with anything. That's just how I remember them. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, absolute class. Like, like I say, you've got that proper feel-good rock and roll vibe, amazing vocals. Uh, I love the bass in that. That's like underrated bass because it just syncs with the kick drum beautifully. Absolutely lush, mate. Well, man, we have uh, three songs left to go for part one. But just before I get to our next song, we have a, another uh, clip of uh, uh, Sean Connery, <laughs> Alistair Beck, and this is one of our favorites, and we always post this uh, to, of course, we all know about Fabtoba. <laughs> <laughs> Connery, why don't you pick? Ah, well, Matt, I'll take months that start with Fabtrubbeck. <laughs> For how much? Surprise me, you filthy bastard. <laughs> Okay, that's completely unnecessary. <laughs> months that start with Feb for 800. This is the only month that starts with Feb. Mr. Connery, Febtoba. No. <laughs> there you go with Febtober. So, next band up, this band's a band called Hummer. The song's called Whiskey Eyes. Dig this. <laughs>
Neon Whiskey Eyes. What a great tune. What a great punk tune. That was by a band called Hummer. And they're at Hummer Band, uh, Hummer Punk Rock on Twitter. But man, what a great tune. I just said, I, I think in some ways, though, being too crass, I think we can all relate in some fashion or another to the lyrics. But uh, that, that, that aside, it was a great tune. It just straight out fucking punk right to the letter. <laughs> Wasn't it just, man? But it had that kind of, it was like, a bit in the middle was like hillbilly punk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. Um, man, it was so good. Like, I just love that thrashing snare drum. It reminds me, you know, Green Day and the Offspring kind of snare. Right. Do you know what I mean? AFI was the same, all those kind of bands. Uh, that was really like the first first load of gigs I went to was all bands like that. And it's just like, it, it was that snare. <laughs> just love <laughs> that snare. Um, but yeah, absolutely fantastic. What a great band. What a cool tune. Uh, well, like you say, completely relatable. <laughs> you know, uh, just just, just talking about the snare, because um, uh, the other day um, on Monday at work, so Chris Mack and I were talking. And uh, so we got on, um, some people were asking about like, new music, that sort of thing. And now, obviously, you know, if they don't want to show, we talk about the, about the show. And we all said, well, like, if you're looking for, like, mainstream stuff, like, you know, you can check out, like, the, the, the new um, new Slipknot. I mean, right. I know it's, it's also new now. It was out uh, a year ago, August, right? <clears throat> but we were talking about that, and we got to, to, talking about drummers, that sort of thing, and t- talking about Danny Carey. Then this, like, old kind of, of course, I mentioned Sean Crahan, right? And then I can't remember who it was, but this person at workshop, he's like, oh, yeah, he's amazing. Like, you know about you, you you like Sean Crahan and Slipknot? That's that's, that's amazing. I never would have pegged you for a Slipknot. Like uh, that's amazing. So yeah, but I was just we talked we talked about uh, Danny Carey from Tool and Neil Peart, right? And then yeah. I said, well, of course, you know, you can't you can't forget Sean Crahan. It's one of the best percussions for Slipknot. Just just and he's the guy. He made the comment about the double kick, uh, double kick, and not the one pedal, right? So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Anyways, so that was really cool. So I was very happy to hear that. So uh, next up, we have two songs left. Uh, the next one is courtesy of Timothy Brighton, which is a band called Healthy Junkies. The song's yes. called Tricky Situation. Dig this. <laughs> Tricky situation 
healthy junkies. And a big thank you to Timothy Brighton uh, for sending that along. And their songs are always like uh, upbeat and fun, but uh, so the, the lyrics are, can, can vary from, from song to song, but it's always like really cool. And I always really enjoy it just because you're not kind of quite sure what you're going to get from the lyrics, but from the song, but they do have that kind of punk, kind of like 70s, 80s, 90s rock kind of mixed into one, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I mean, they're, they're, they're a very punky band, but honestly, at their heart, as far as I'm concerned, it's just proper filthy rock and roll, mate, and I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want more and more and more. I love this band so much. They're, they're just, everything they do, I think is brilliant. They are I mean, that it is pure. That's the thing. It is pure rock and roll, um, pure filth, <laughs> um, and it's just like I don't know. They do it with. There's a certain element of class. There's, just, there's there's a bit of swagger, which we like. A bit of swagger, mate. Swagger. Uh, all the US audience listening to some of the stuff I say must be like, is that bloke speaking a different language? But uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> they just got it, and I, I think I've, you know, right from the very first time I heard them, which was actually on this show. Um, Right here, like music. Uh, it was it was genuinely just like wow, this is a cool band. Followed them ever since. I think they're fantastic. You know, most definitely for sure. We're gonna get to our last song here in just one moment. It's gonna double check something here. So oh, exciting! Oh, well, I sort of make sure it's got the right one queued up. So, and uh, so it's gonna be one moment here. Double check. Um, <laughs> well, just because, like, I mean, it, it should come from the right file, but I just want to make sure it's actual actually correct so um just one moment bear with me i apologize give me two seconds here so uh so good after part one of course uh we've got a fantastic part two where we have a world exclusive of a track by our good friend orange g yes and we have uh, his producer who's called john mishi i want to say john mitchy mishi yeah i don't know how you pronounce that uh, which is another world exclusive, and we've got tons of other stuff. So I'm looking forward to that when that comes around. Absolutely, and um, Mike, we are set to go. It just because when I pulled it up, it uh, um, the dash beside it does, does not say what I thought it was. What I thought it should say. So I don't want. Sorry, I want to make sure it was the actual right song because <laughs> this, this. Well, no, no. This, this is this is another another good premiere for us, and there are radio stations listening because she is a big star. We've had her on the show before. Uh, this is uh, her name is Verdi White from the Verdi White Band. And this is their brand new single called Strange Times. Dig this.
brand new Verdi White with a song called Strange Times. And a uh, big thank you to Verdi and the management. Uh, Mike took the time to email the management to get the song for us, which is awesome because we weren't quite sure what was going on uh, personally because we like we knew she'd sign for a label and this time the other thing. So, okay, well, how do we get music? How do we play it? So uh, we did a research and uh, Mike capitalized and emailed the management. So big thank you to them for that. But what a great tune. And I, like we've when we interviewed her just over a year ago and and just play her stuff. We love her voice. I mean, and of course, no, you, you gotta you got like, kind of give a quick bow down to Alex for his awesome guitar work as well, right? I mean, so, yeah. but man, listen to this song. I just, Verity's, uh, uh, just vocals are, are just great. And you know what? Honestly, like this song in particular, I know it's a little bit more kind of like early 90s kind of grunge alternative. So a little bit of Kim Deal in there from the Breeders, a little bit of kind of guitar kind of sound like maybe like early Pavement or even Weedus, you know, just like some really cool uh, genre mixing there. And what a badass tune, man. I really enjoy this. And what a way to cap off part one. So big thank you, everybody involved for this tune. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, man, it's always awesome to hear. You know, the, uh, she's fabulous. <laughs> That's the word. The fabulous Verity White. Um, smash out some kind of operatic, heavy rock and roll tunes. What I love is there's always loads of, I mean, she's amazing melody, amazing songwriter. This one's really catchy, plenty of hand, hand claps, I can't speak, and uh, whoa, whoa, whoa's and all that kind of stuff. And then you've got that banging guitar in there. And it's like you say, Alex is a bit of a guitar whiz. Um, right. <laughs> it's, it's a cool tune, man. And um, you know everything she does I think is really cool she's done you know over the years she's done like an acoustic EP she did a yep. fantastic album what was the album called In Flames or something it was I don't know yeah uh, not a very good album name yeah. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm bummed I missed a pre-order for the new stuff I was like man how can I forget about that because I, I want to order a, a teacher and see for M&I as well I was like man I need a Verity White teacher I was going to do it a while back and I forgot about it I was like man and again and she just put a whole bunch of pre-order packages together she's like all done it's like there's no more left. Like, oh, like, oh I, I will, I will, I'm thinking myself, I will find a couple of shirts that I could purchase for M and I. And even if, even if uh, I buy you and Kate one too and send them on to you, we will get some t-shirts at some point. <laughs> Sometime, at some point, we will do that. Uh, Reclaim Set Fire was the album I was thinking of. Yeah, Reclaim the Fire. That's right. Oh, <laughs> man, was that a banger and a half, that album? Yeah, it's brilliant. And Breaking Out was the first one. Was brilliant. But yeah, she just, I, I think everything she does is, is class, to be honest. Uh, this is a really cool tune. So um, yeah, fantastic. I think, yeah, she's got new PR or, or whatever. Um, it, it was more that like I stumbled across that, but you know, I'll take the credit for getting that tune. Yes, <laughs> so, indeed you should. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's cool. I'm glad we're on that list. because <laughs> Give myself a pat on the back. <laughs> All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm glad I did a good job. Well, me too. <laughs> And well, then someone's gonna praise me. Well, uh, <laughs> so uh, so we, should we switch a third person now, or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, Mike Five does a great job. You know, like, 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 like no, no, no. Doctor Bones is not mad. Like, you know. <laughs> so okay, well, you're gonna finish up part one here, uh, like normal. We're gonna let Doctor Here take us out for part one, and we'll be back in about ten fifteen with another sixteen songs and a crazy trip down the rabbit hole. So tune in then. We'll be back to about 10, 15 minutes. And again, a big thank you to Franz from the Silver Beats to talk about the new album, Hacian Days, which is awesome. You can check it out after this. Until then, we'll talk soon. Uh, we'll let uh, you take us out. And Bones out. We'll be back in 10 to 15. Memory banks of the supercomputer. <laughs> Oh! <laughs>
rinky-dink that Krieger out.